I'm Julie Carter, Vice President for Mission Services, and I'm so pleased to bring you this installment of Word and Deed, where we visit with colleagues from around St. Mary's Healthcare System to hear their experience working within our ministry. Pam Jones is a nurse at St. Mary's Hospital in Athens working in the inpatient rehabilitation unit. Pam speaks about the challenge of caring for her patients when restrictions had to be imposed, limiting family and visitors. She describes how her faith instilled courage in her despite uncertainties with the coronavirus. Most of all, I think you'll come to understand that she views her time with her patients as sacred. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hi, I'm Pam Jones. I'm an RN here at St. Mary's in Athens. I came here as a student. I'm a late-in-life nurse, a second career. And I came here, I did some clinicals here. I did some at Clearview in Monroe, that's now Piedmont, some at Piedmont here in Athens and here at St. Mary's. And then when it came time for my practicum, I had asked for St. Mary's because I felt real at home here on my clinicals. And it looked like that wasn't going to happen. And they had already taken all the students they were going to take. And I was going, I think, to Clearview. And I got a call and said that a preceptor, someone had agreed to be my preceptor on the fifth floor, which is where I had done my student clinicals. And I had loved it there. (laughs) And so Stephen Moon had agreed to be preceptor. And I learned so much from him. And I just felt right at home there. So when it came time to apply, I applied at St. Mary's, and I applied several other places as well. But I started putting in my applications, and before I graduated, I heard that I was going to be hired on the fifth floor, not on fifth floor mid-surge, but on rehab. I didn't care where on fifth floor. I had just fallen in love with all of them and had such a good experience there. So how long have you been with us? Five years. Five years now. Uh-huh. May will be my five-year anniversary. I think I see a daisy pin. I have two daisy pins. I've asked Miss Jan if I can get my, mine broke this week, my middle one, with oh. my little five daisies on it. So I love my daisy pins because oh. those are from my patients. Exactly. And I love them. So. And that's the program I'm glad y'all put into practice here at St. Mary's. So were there any particular patients that come to mind when you think about those DAISY Awards? Absolutely. I like to treat all my patients like they're my family, but some just, you know, are just closer to you. I mean, all of them I treat the same way, but some you just seem to bond with and with the family. And the first DAISY Award, that dear couple that came here and came back for me to get the little pin and everything, I was so thrilled and just so happy to see them. That's one reason I like being on rehab is because we have our patients for so long. We have them 7 to 14, up to 21 days. Some we've had for months. (laughs) And I like not having the quick turnover. I like having the relationship with the patient. Today, I was feeding a one-on-one feeder with my little patient and just trying to make sure that I give the patient their dignity, 
you know, as I'm feeding them, try to talk to them about family and make them feel comfortable. And this patient pointed at her little red sponge adapter, and I said, would you like to feed yourself? And she said, yes. And so I put it on her fork, and she started. And and sometimes I would have to put the food on it for her, but I would hand it to her and let her put the food in her mouth. And then I like for him to feel comfortable with me. And so she's doing her mouth funny, and she says, my teeth, there's something in my teeth. (laughs) Could you use a fork as a toothpick? (laughs) You know, I just like being that that close to my patients and see them achieve, see them come into rehab and, and not be able maybe to do for themselves. And their goal is to be able to do for themselves and get back home to their family. So that's my reward when I see him go home to their family. And my first Daisy Award, he got to go home to his family. He didn't get to stay, but he at least had that time that he got to go for a while. What I love about hearing you talk is how you're really focused on like that whole person. You know, you're not approaching it as a transaction. We got to get you fed now. And instead it's part of that relationship building and seeing them to the very best that they can be independent, you know, retain that sense of wholeness and dignity. And dignity. I always try to let them keep their dignity, whatever I'm having to do for them. I want them to have their dignity because that's the last thing that they have, some of them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it seems to me that there's something about you that you intuitively know a healing presence. You know, it's more than just the medicine or the exercises or, you know, it's seeing that person for the person. That to me seems to be a really, you know, a gift that not everybody has and that you really bring to the patient. Thank you. This year's been hard not having families. I mean, we would have one patient that we would spoil and baby and we'd be their family. And this year we've had to be everybody's family. And it's been really hard because the Daisy Awards that I have won, those have been as much the family as the patient, you know, because I'm working with the whole unit. Oh, we've missed that this year very much, very much. Yeah, I, I was going to ask about that because mm-hmm. you know, obviously we're trying to keep everybody safe from the virus, but the emotional toll. toll is yeah. terrible. Yeah, and that's a struggle when we're trying to heal body, mind, and spirit, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. It's yeah. been rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the nurses, I mean, we didn't know how much it would affect us. Mm-hmm. We never ever dream how much it would affect us to not have family involved. Because we had always been able to baby that one patient and be their family. But then it's Knowing everybody. the others are all taken care of by their family, uh-huh. right? The worst day was the day that the visitor policy came down during the day, the no visitor policy. And I had a, I call them a family. I had a patient, uh, husband and wife had been married 60-something years, and they had never spent a night apart. So he would spend as much time as we allowed and I had to go into that room and tell them, starting today, as of now, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. He said, when can I come back? I said, you can't come back. When will I see her again? I said, when you pick her up to go home. That was, for me, one of the hardest days I had. It was the actual day that the visiting policy came down, initially. It's been a tough year, but... 
Yeah, and to have to carry that message and mm-hmm. to know the impact on him. On oh, him in particular. I mean, it's hard on anybody, but yeah. I knew what it meant to them because yeah. he had never spent a, wife, a night away from his wife in something like 69 years. And uh, and he did everything he could to spend all as much hours as we'd let him with her until that moment. So, yeah, yeah. that really brought it home. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, hope she went home soon. She did. <laughs> uh, you know, that is one thing. We would try to get people better even faster. And my first thing I tell them on admission is, they say, how long will I be here? I say, well, average stays 7 to 14 days, up to 21 normally. Some people are here longer. Some go home sooner. But I want to tell you, the harder you work with your therapist, the sooner you'll get home. If you don't work. You'll be here a while. <laughs> if you don't work at all, we can't keep you. But if you don't work really hard, you'll be here the longest time. And I tell them about the meetings and how we meet and I'll discuss how they're doing and come up with a proposed go-home date that's not set in stone. I said, that date is determined by what they see of you in this first week, what you present to them that you're willing to do to get home. And that seems to be a good motivating factor with a lot of my patients that really want to go home. I'll bet. I'll bet. It would be for me. Yeah. Well, thank you. Is there anything Mm -hmm. else you want to say about... I had mentioned to you about the blessing of hands, how special that was. When I came, I made the decision. I readjusted my thinking from a wound care nurse to whatever nurse I was called to be. And in readjusting that, I just fell in love with St. Mary's, the atmosphere here. The nurses, the charge nurses, the floor nurses, the techs. Everybody I met was so kind to me in my practicum. So I had 100, 150, whatever it is, 150, 180 hours here. So that's a good bit of time. And I didn't realize how much I cared about St. Mary's in the very beginning until that blessing of hand ceremony. And I just stood there and cried as she anointed my hands for oil and prayed the prayer and blessed our hands. And then that was very special to me this year when our chaplain came to us and he said, we're just trying to think of something to do. You know, we know this has been hard on you. And it was not too long after I had to tell that little man he wasn't going to get to see his wife again until she went home. And he said, would anybody like their hands blessed? And I know there were like three of us immediately. He said, oh, yes. And it was just as special to me that day as the first day because I felt like we were being blessed in this new situation that we were in and that this organization cared about us enough to have people in place that were watching out for us and how we felt and how we are reacting to a pandemic because none of us signed up to be pandemic nurses. And I appreciate having chaplains, you know, for our patients. I love the way they check with us and what needs do you have? What have you noticed? Of course, we put in the consults, but they come around and they ask you what we've noticed. Do you... Today, he came by, Steve came by and said, do you have any COVID patients? I said, no, <laughs> today we don't. <laughs> Yay. Yay, and we all <laughs> smiled, you know. But I know that he's reaching out, especially, you know, to whatever the need is. And I have asked him for prayers for my own family, and it goes beyond just what do your patients need. So there have been times I've asked for prayers when my daughter had cancer and I appreciate those prayers, and she's good. Got her a new job in nursing administration. She's so happy. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, 
We are in a very sacred space taking care of patients, but really we have an obligation to be taking care of each other too, right? So yeah, the healing presence is meant for everybody, right? That mission of being a healing presence because we all come with burdens. There's not one of us in this building that doesn't have something going on behind the scenes and trying to be gentle about that and mindful of that is really important. And my faith means so much to me. So being at a faith-based organization is just wonderful. So I pray every day and I certainly have prayed through COVID more earnestly than ever. And I would pray every morning when I got here for God to keep me and my coworkers and my patients that didn't already have COVID (laughs) safe from COVID and help those that did. And I would open the door out in the employee parking lot and I would put my foot down and I would feel my favorite verse is a piece that passeth all understanding. And I would just feel that wash out on me from head to toe as I step out. And then I go through my day and I'm totally at peace. I was totally unafraid. I was volunteered to be the first COVID tester on my floor because somebody had to do it. And uh, I was just totally fearless, not totally fearless, I should say, in the back of my mind. I was very cautious, but I felt like that God was protecting us. And so then I would get back in the car, and when I clicked the car door shut, all the way to the world, all the worries of the world, taking this home to my husband or my 90-year-old mother or whatever would terrify me. But I didn't feel that when I stepped out of that door. I never felt it, but I would feel it, and I might cry all the way home sometimes. But Not always, but sometimes. But I didn't on the job. I mean, I felt perfectly safe hearing that that God was guiding me through what I had to do. Pam, thank Mm -hmm. you. You've been so generous and genuine in sharing, you know, your experience and your story. I am so appreciative of it. Thank you.